0: Hello and welcome to is Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at on the Twitters.
1: And I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Liz. Wait, is that right? No. I'm not? No. Who am I? Ben. Uh, doesn't sound right.
0: I mean, okay, do you, do you want a new name for this podcast? Should I call you something different this week?
1: This feels like a real opportunity. No, that's fine. You can call me Ben. Are you sure? If, if you're sure about that being me, then that's fine.
0: Do you want me to call you Kevin?
1: Oh man, <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Not by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, but yeah, I mean, let's do it.
0: Okay, this is Ben T. Travers at Ben T. Travers on. on no, the I'm. I'm. No, I'm, I'm saying. That I'm saying. I'm helping you out. Oh. Cause you were having you were having problems saying your name okay
1: sorry kevin brain guys
0: <laughs> we're doing great great it's a lovely friday here in la and we've been a touch busy lately uh just you know because of how april's trying to kill us
1: it is actively yeah but i mean really it's giving me life
0: i mean it, it's, it's kind of a like interesting balance of like it is giving us reasons to live but then it is taking away our will to live or is it the other way around
1: no, I think that's that's fairly accurate. I, I think about it like when you have something to do at work, you know, any job, whatever job it is, and it's the best thing that can happen to you at work. But that also just you have to work overtime to get it all done. That's that's pretty much what this is. Like it's just constant work. Nothing else exists. But it's the best part of work. So
0: we push through. Yeah. Until death.
1: <laughs> I. Liz keeps promising that that's coming very quickly for me. I feel like this is her ultimate prank, in which I look forward to it, and then it doesn't happen.
0: Be a pretty good prank.
1: It'd be solid. Yeah.
0: Um, but in these times, like, there's a lot of things we can potentially look for in terms of you know dealing with it, especially when you know beyond the scope of television criticism, uh, things are a little crazy outside in the real in the real world. Um, not that we're going to talk about that at all. But point is. Um, you know, everyone has their coping mechanisms. Everyone has their things that they do on a regular basis, and watching television just definitely falls into that. But Ben and I were both discussing just before we start recording about how there is so much TV to watch, as we all know, as we all discuss. So why do we go back and watch old shows?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, like we just mentioned. It's it's April, guys. There is so much good TV, great TV, and and new TV, and new shows, and old shows returning with new episodes, and. You know that's our job. We're going to be here telling you about all of them as much as we can, as often as we can, as relentlessly as possible for the next two or three months. I mean, if not, you know, the entirety of our jobs. Right. But you know, especially over the next two or three months. Um. And yet, for some reason, we keep watching old stuff. Like we'll find time, or like we'll. Or I, I should stop saying we because I, I don't want to speak for Liz. Even though we've agreed that we both do this. Um. I'll. I'll take a break, quote-unquote, from work by turning on something that isn't work-related. Yeah. But usually usually it somehow is. Like so I've, I've either got like old episodes of a show that I'm, you know, getting ready to watch the new season of or uh, it could just be a random thing. But I, get, I convince myself somewhere in my brain I'm able to click over and say, well, this isn't work. This is relaxing. I can do this. Um, and I don't think I do it quite as often as you because you keep stuff on – like, throughout the day, kind of while you're, you are you know, taking care of some of the mundane tasks at work, yeah. you know, like some of the stuff that you don't need your full mental yeah. capacity to handle.
0: Yeah, basically a lot of times, uh, you know, in the actual office, I'll be dealing with administrative things or email or, you know, updating this or that. And w- whereas Ben is, you know, always constantly reviewing at least one show. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I I do tend to I do tend to rewatch a lot uh, because it's it is like basically you know second second screen background background music. Um, yeah, usually
1: you're pretty good at keeping me and everybody updated on what you're currently binging. But there's still those times where I'll look over, and Liz will have something on her screen, and I'm like, what the. F- fuck is that like I can't like it takes me a minute to figure it out and then I just like usually you'll notice and you'll be like I'm watching girls and I'm like oh okay that makes sense
0: yeah actually girls is my current uh current binge right now I'm kind of using that as co-working material by the way that goes that show goes fast I'm in season three right now and I feel like st- I started season one like minutes of, not minutes but like days ago
1: yeah their longest seasons are what 10 episodes 10 episodes yeah. and
0: a half hours so you know makes sense knock those but, things out um, you know, it's funny because basically uh, right before we started this podcast Ben was like I kind of wish we had pe- normal people, not normal people, but you know more more people who aren't normal people 24 7 obsessed with television like get, get getting their perspectives and actually I've gotten a lot of interesting responses um, just uh, well know,
1: the, the the reason I asked about people that aren't necessarily TV isn't part of their job is because I feel like, usually these days, to my detriment as a human being, I feel like I'm, I've am i been programmed to just keep watching TV. So like even when I do think about taking a break, I just don't watch something that's for work, but I'll watch another show or I'll watch a movie. And I mean, I've always watched movies and TV, so it's a natural progression of this. But I was more curious about kind of people who have who are just actively choosing to watch TV, but they may have other outlets to take a respite from you know their jobs or mm-hmm. you know, hardship or whatever it is, to see just kind of how they prioritize these things. Because for us, we have to watch the new stuff for work. We have to watch that. So we'll make sure we make the time and we do that. And then we still find time to watch some old stuff. And obviously, I know plenty of people because I'm the one yelling at them to watch The Leftovers, and they're <laughs> telling me they're re-watching The West Wing again. And I'm right. like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? And on and the one hand, it, it does actively anger me because I'm like, you could be falling in love with this whole new thing that is brilliant, mm-hmm. and you're choosing to re-watch something that you've seen a million times, and yet I do the same thing. There's, plen- there's still shows out there that I haven't seen um, that I should be watching or I should choose to watch instead of something that I've seen before. And yet, it happens. So,
0: yeah, and I think there's some interesting nuance to it, which I'm seeing in a lot of my friends' responses. Um, and one interesting kind of thread that's coming up is the idea that, uh, you know, it's it. A lot of the people who choose to rewatch something right now these days, they do a kind of in an immediate connection to something they want to watch in the future. Uh, my friend Andrew comments that he has been hosting a. Uh, uh, you know, viewing parties for Feud, um, which is currently running on FX, and what he what he does is he show before he they watch the new episode, they watch the episode from the week before, and thus uh,
1: it's a lot of Feud.
0: It's a lot of Feud, but you know, it's so uh, that way. Like if Friends, if if the if, you know, people came who came came that week hadn't come the week before. Imagine like it's not as intensely intense viewing as when they watch the new episode, but he's saying that he enjoys rewatching the episode a second time. And I, I will say that that show is rewatchable. I've enjoyed, you know, I'll, I'll, I've gone back and re- revisited certain episodes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the inclination of rewatching something, especially if you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've, yeah, <laughs> you know me, but uh, I, I guess I'm. I'm more curious in the why and the how, like that's a very that's a very healthy kind of idea. It's a social gathering, right? They're having a party. It's a one show. It's something that's kind of organized. So he's doing it, uh, you know, for the party for a bunch of people. It's a it's circling around a show. It's it's like a specific time. I'm sure every week, right? Um, but you know, uh, most people watch stuff on their own schedule and alone, or you know, maybe with a partner or whatever. But
0: yeah. Um, actually, someone just commented that uh, she watches Thirty Rock because, like, yearly, just because she wants to live in that universe. Um, and I feel like that's a reason I oftentimes will go back and re-binge something is because I I know how I feel when I watch that show. Like, I know what kind of mood it puts me in. I know what kind of le- what level of work I can get done while co-working with it.
1: Well, talk about talk about the decision though. Is it is it strictly for you and and Try to ignore work, I guess, because I, I know yeah. that we both do this when and we're And I did it working. before
0: I worked at IndieWire. Um,
1: but what are the motivations there? Like, I know you, like you said that it's something you're familiar with, but why would you rather watch something you're familiar with and you know what you're going to get from it than something new?
0: Um, Especially
1: if it's something, even something you're looking forward to, or even something somebody you trust has recommended. Because... It happens.
0: Well, here is the, the, it's a two, it's a two pronged thing for me. One, on the one hand, there's watching something new versus watching something I've seen before. And a lot of times when it comes to watching something new, I want to give it my full attention, um, or at least enough of my attention to know whether or not I think it's worth watching. Like sometimes I will do what I call sampling a new show when we've like a show, we hear about a new show coming up and we get like a couple screeners and I'll just kind of like throw it on while I'm doing other stuff, basically to see if, I need to pay more attention to it or if it's if it's worth checking out more more fully. So there's that aspect to it. The other aspect is and this is something I find myself this is this is oftentimes the decision I'm trying to make is when do I rewatch an old show versus when do I listen to music? Cuz I like to have something in my I'm not I can focus well in silence sometimes, but it's not a natural state for me. I like to have like something going on in my ears. And music can sometimes just not be intellectually stimulating enough. Like I don't feel engaged enough with like just a song. And if I'm really so like for projects where I'm like really focused on like getting stuff done quickly and fast, like if I'm writing something or if I'm updating a list on a deadline, like a, a good song will help probably help. But uh, you know, for other for other more mundane tasks, like having something I know the rhythm of. Uh, works well.
1: I like how all of these answers for us keep circling back to work. It's just yeah. like, well, I mean, I'm watching <laughs> all this stuff in the guise of work because I'm always working. So it's just always going to be a factor. But, but it to No, oh,
0: sorry, but you go finish. No, you no, finish. no. That's, I get, no, but not to talk over you. Not to females playing to you.
1: By all means.
0: Um, but I think what's interesting about some of these responses I'm seeing is the idea that committing to a new show, trying something new... Is in its way a form of work. Like, no, because of the, the, some of these response, some of the responses. I I'm made getting, a face,
1: just for the record. I know yeah, you, you can't see me, but I made a, I made a face.
0: Well, it's like I feel like a, a lot of a lot of the people I'm talking to about it are like, you know, A lot of people who are talking about it right now on my social media feed. Uh, thank you guys, by the way. I don't know how many of my friends and uh, Twitter followers listen to this podcast, but trust us, you're giving, you're proving, uh, you're proving that this topic has real legs to it. Um, you know, it's like uh, my friend Catherine notes if that one of the reasons why she will rewatch something is if she's not feeling like investing the energy to start something new. Um or my my friend Laura comments that all the time because with a toddler, I may I know I get get to watch 10 minutes at a time and during that 10 minutes I will likely be distracted. Um and you know, it also spares her the precious free time of trying to figure out what to watch. Like she knows she's watched something already; she knows she can enjoy it.
1: These kind of, these kind of responses, as well as what I'm doing. This is a very I,
0: like scientific procedure, by the way. Well, the, sure, but the random polling of Facebook and Twitter. A
1: lot friends. of these kind of things are confirming the stuff that I do myself, or that I like. I know my friends do as well, and and for me, it scares me because. I don't think it's healthy like I don't want to do this I wish I had more of a willpower and more resilience so that I could I could do more different things than watch tv when I needed to turn my brain off or I needed to just take a break um but also I worry about I worry about how it affects how we watch television when we really are excited for a show um there I've we've talked about in the past and I've written about it in the past in which like You start watching a show that actively requires you to literally be staring at the screen the entire time. My example is usually subtitles. Like, if you literally can't Mm -hmm. understand what's happening, you have to be doing nothing else but paying attention to that. Um, Angie Tribeca is actually a great show as an example of this because so many of the gags are visual. right? uh, And they happen so quickly that you can't really look away. You have to be watching that show. And for me, I, I find so much satisfaction when those shows happen when I realize that I can't look away and I don't look away ever. And then I really do engage and enjoy the show way more than if I'm trying to fit it in in some other way or I allow myself to be distracted. I allow myself to pick up my phone and look at it when you know I get an email. Um, and I, I do feel like we're kind of training ourselves to watch TV.
0: In a more casual way. Yeah. And like then it a, deserves. Like a lazy way. So. Yeah.
1: You don't properly appreciate everything that goes into it, which is a terri- which is a terrible thing to do now when so much TV is so great and the production design, in particular, the, the the cinematic efforts, the the artistry that goes into making these, has never been higher. So you have so much more to admire on the screen, um, and yet uh, the reason this is happening is because of binge culture, and mm-hmm. binge culture is the reason so much good TV ex- exists. So it's yeah, like it's, a,
0: it's it's it's. I think if secular I Secular problem Yeah I was going to say I think this counts as irony I've never totally understood The Atlantis Morissette song
1: Yeah everybody I mean when you use The word irony I'm yep. just trained To, to assume to- that's not correct Yeah to be told That's not actually irony yep. So I just don't use it
0: But the fact is But we can definitely say That like with the rise Of great television um, It comes Has come our more Casual consumption of it And maybe it's just That we're taking it For granted To some de- to, to a degree Like you know back Why in do you want to the- say
1: You covered it all yeah, like like what you're saying,
0: but like also like you know back in the back in the day, quote unquote, there weren't a ton of sh- like like look back 20, 15, 20 years, there aren't a ton of shows operating on the level of The Sopranos right now, like the there are at that period of time. Like The Sopranos stands out because it is not just great television, but it is great television on a level beyond a lot of its peers. Nowadays, like we're literally having conversations about how entire network one network can own an entire Emmys category, easily.
1: And I think that builds more to that to the idea of people just want to make sure they've seen it all. Like they want to get through everything, so they think to themselves, "Well, I can only watch this under these circumstances, so I'll just do it. Like mm-hmm. I'll I'll turn this show on." because I've heard so many good things about it, but I also really have to you know, fold the laundry. So I'm going to do the laundry while I have it. And that's a more passive example, because you really don't have to take your eyes too far from the TV.
0: Actually, laundry um, is coming up a fair amount.
1: I, and I, I get it. I do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you have that kind of need as a fan of TV or a fan of culture or just somebody who, again, is instinctually appreciating this stuff mm-hmm. to see more of it and to cover it all and then that's this is just the only way people could do it because there's only so much time in the day
0: yeah I mean I will say in in, in, in to praise in to praise binge culture um, the the shows that I've watched I'll be, I'll be honest maybe five six times in all in their entirety all the way through and there's at least probably a half dozen half dozen of those shows um Ben is very deliberately holding his leftovers mm. cup and drinking from Actually, it.
1: Actually, I wasn't. That was a happenstance. But, yes, I've definitely seen the leftovers all the way through at least five or six times. Though I'd say, like, Friends and 30 Rock and Parks and Rec, yep. closer to a dozen, yeah, 15, like, all the way through. Yeah. No problem.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, minimum. Yeah. And the thing about it is... Um, I do feel like I will pick up on, every every time I do it, especially like a show like Parks and Rec or 30 Rock, I will pick up on something new that I missed the first time. I remember actually, like, I, you know, I saw Firefly, a Firefly I've probably watched at least a dozen times, if not more, but I remember uh, a couple years ago I was re-binging it and... I was wearing better headphones than I usually had, and I was hearing dialogue I'd never heard before, like mm-hmm. you know, off-screen asides that, you know, like uh, the in uh in Heart of Gold, uh, the whorehouse episode, um, you can hear you if you have your if you have your sound adjusted correctly, you can hear Jane say some really amazing things to the prostitutes, um, at, at, like just off-screen, and yeah, so I feel like I feel like you there's when things like that happen, it only encourages me to do this more.
1: Oh, yeah. But here's the question. Like, the question, especially for shows like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, Arrest Development, where there's so much content. I mean, they are flooding you know, with jokes. And, right. And, and, you know, uh, audible, visual, everything. Like, every part of that show has meanings hundreds of times over. Like, it's it's, it's a virtual flood of information. Mm-hmm. When that's happening, the, the question to me is, and I – so the que- when I when I notice something that I didn't notice before, or something becomes more magnified on a on a rewatch, like maybe I did notice it before, but not to the same degree, not to the same level. Um, the question to me is, well, was I just not paying good enough attention the first time, mm. or is this just how you? This is the like the only way to truly appreciate everything because it's too much to absorb one time through.
0: Well, I will t- definitely say that with Thirty Rock, I remember I would, I remember my, like the first time I watched that show, I would, I, I every time, the, every time I watched an episode, there'd be one joke that just ruined me and would knock me on the floor for like a minute laughing, and that hasn't really, and so I feel like I definitely missed stuff that first time just because I was busy reacting to other jokes, like you said, yeah, um, and.
1: Again, what, what's interesting about this kind of conundrum is I feel like this is almost a response to our attention spans mm-hmm. because by doing this, you would think we'd just be paying extra close attention to these shows because we know we have to because you, you, you know what you're missing if you're not. Right. Um, and yet at the same time, because of how when they're rolling out and how the culture is changing and how people's you know, TV viewing habits are changing. It's almost like they should have, <laughs> should have done this earlier, mm-hmm. or it's too late. Or we're all just—it's feeding itself into a, into a further furthering the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's why I feel these examples, especially, are why creators, critics, quote unquote snobs, whatever. Will yell at people for binging, like who, or will just tell you, "Don't binge it. Like just, just sit with it. Like you need to. Like think about it, appreciate it, or you'll yeah. forget it."
0: I mean, what kind of show would you possibly say that would apply to, Ben?
1: Well, let's see. I'd start with True Detective and bring us back to our first episode ever and i'd go <laughs> all the way through to now with the leftover season three like i i mean we talked about it in the i office, mean you wouldn't you so. wouldn't
0: you wouldn't yell at anyone for binging their way through a few episodes of that show
1: i definitely wouldn't shun them and stop speaking to them for a good amount of time <laughs> um no i mean, it's 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 to me it's incredibly valid because while i've met plenty of people including elizabeth uh who can binge things and catch so many details while binging and, and remember them and hold on to them um, i meet far more people or i talk to far more people who forget things or don't notice things because they're binging like right. and, and they either know it or they don't know it but it's always related to that same idea where they're just plowing through it and then they have to think back and they're like oh yeah that did happen i totally forgotten it's like well but if you just if you just take a little time, if you can just sit there with it for like an hour, or call somebody who has watched it and talk it over, like I, and again, you know, I'm gonna stop ranting now. But mm. to me, that's the best thing about TV is talking to people about it. So
0: I actually just had a friend who, uh, that, uh, two, this that, that that idea has come up a little bit. Uh, the idea that you know my friend Mike, he is rewatching certain shows with his fiance because she didn't watch them the first time.
1: Oh, that is. That is a treat. Sorry. that, yeah. Like, watching a show you love that much with somebody you love is incredible.
0: Yeah. Like, um, another friend just rewatched all of Lost because with a friend because we both originally watched on our own, and it's more of a talk about with friends show.
1: And and you watched it because you're anticipating The Leftovers you and can, you love Damon Lindelof. You, so. can, you can talk to her about that. Great.
0: <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> for someone who – for someone who loves the leftover so much, you're 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 not you're not dismissive towards Lost, but I find that I I would naturally think you are a bigger Lost fan than you are.
1: Um. Yeah. I I mean, for me, it's been a little bit, and I haven't felt the need to go back too much because of
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because of talking with Damon Lindelof about it. Like, right. I understand the background of Lost, so to me, I can I can set that aside and not. Worry so much about it,
0: right? I'm fa- I am would it, it, that, I'm not, that that might be something you consider doing though, is uh, after you know months in the future, presuming you live that long. Um, well, I, you re- rewatching Lost and thinking about what it said, se- what we learned about the leftovers from it.
1: No, but uh, <laughs> no, I, just I shut wanna, it down. I wouldn't want to take credit away from Tom Parada, whose influence on and Mimi Leader, and also well, on and also on the flip
0: are, side, you wouldn't want to take credit away from Carlton Hughes.
1: Of course, yeah, absolutely, um, but yes, in five years when Lindelof has fifteen Emmys and ten Oscars to his name and we're sitting at a theater doing a retrospective on his career and his life in TV. So like, yeah, I'll before, probably revisit Lost. This isn't
0: before this is before or after the Prometheus screening.
1: Um probably after. It'll probably be after.
0: Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry, that was an an attempt at a dig at Prometheus that
1: keep trying, Liz. <laughs> okay.
0: Wait. Are you gonna defend Prometheus? We
1: veered far off topic since we've got it into yeah, a discussion. Yeah, but lost now I discussion. need to know
0: if, yeah, if you're gonna defend Prometheus. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, By the way, uh, number one show popping up on this list of uh, for people who watching pretty much The West Wing.
1: Yeah, The West no, Wing.
0: I, the West yeah. Wing and Thirty Rock are. I, I mean, I know they are that important for me. I'm just impressed and pleased that many people in my life.
1: Well, it's twofold too. I, like, every time this kind of topic comes up. 7 out of 10 minimum of the shows mentioned are Netflix shows. Like, they're available. They just have to be available.
0: Yeah, which is why it's actually kind of crazy that Fox let Buffy and Angel and anything else Joss Whedon's ever done uh, slip off the service this month, Yeah, which is actually really rough. And, like, Buffy and Angel are still available on Hulu. But, like, Dollhouse is, I think, impossible to find now. I'm not sure about Firefly. Do and it. there's also this other show called The X-Files that you can only now watch on Hulu. And I may be a little upset about that.
1: What's shocking to me is Res Development more than anything else. Res Development, too, yeah. Because it's, they've got the fourth season still. So they'll have that fourth season sitting there, but they won't have the first three.
0: That's insane. Which
1: just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's something happening on the Fox side to explain it. But, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's bonkers.
1: But anyway, oh, yeah. I, I, circling us back to our yes. original proposition. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you rewatch things. Yeah. And what's interesting now is, is the decision because you'll be faced with it more more and more as we continue on. And multiple there's times throughout April and TV. May, you're going to be yelled at about Angie Tribeca, Better Call Saul, Leftovers, Veep, Silicon Valley, Handmaid's uh, Tale, Handmaid's, yeah, New Shows, Handmaid's Tale, Dear White People, um, Master Nun's coming back in May. House Cards is coming back in May. Unbreakable Sensei- Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, all of these things are going to have new content for you. And somebody is going to be beating down your door to watch them. And you're going to be sitting there with the West Wing, and you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to yeah. be in episode, Season 3, Episode 6 of the West Wing, and you're be like, where am I clicking?
0: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's for the same reason that you should go to the gym or eat vegetables, I suppose. It's Trying new things and trying new television. Don't
1: equate don't equate new TV to those things. I, I I still I butt against the idea that it's work. I understand that you'd be afraid of the investment. Like if you're if you're facing down the barrel, ten episodes of a new season, and you're like, God, I know if I start this, I'm gonna have this is ten hours of my life that's gone in the next two days. Like I know what I'll do. I understand that. I don't understand the the work side of it.
0: It's not so much. It's not like like you know physical hard labor. But you're making a mental commitment to something. That's, and if you don't take that lightly, you know, it can be a thing.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with this. Okay. I dismiss this premise.
0: Okay. I dismiss H-
1: your emotional reactions, you people.
0: <laughs> that you this
1: be- little people.
0: This is because Ben is a heartless robot.
1: Yeah. I mean, only one of us openly wept at television during the past week. Elizabeth.
0: It was you? Yeah. Oh, I have openly left a television this week.
1: Well, fine, Elizabeth. I not at the same episode, Elizabeth.
0: Probably not at the same episode of That's been
1: confirmed, Elizabeth.
0: Okay, fine. Uh, point is, uh, that's our question of the week, uh, I think, is do you consider starting a new show to be some form of work? Um, and you should email Liz at IndieWire.com and Ben at IndieWire.com.
1: Only if you agree with me.
0: You can email both of us if you agree with Ben. And you can email me, because I actually listen to other people's points of view, mm-hmm. at Liz, mm-hmm. at IndieWire.com. Yes. In the meantime, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? Leftovers. That's the only thing you're going to say?
1: No, I should probably say more. But yeah. I didn't prepare this week. Oh. Um, I'll give a shout out to Angie Tribeca, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I, I can't I can't I'm running out of I'm running out of reasons as I am literally sitting here writing my review. I'm running out of reasons uh, that I haven't already used to describe how good Andy Tribeca is. Um, but I will say that the guest stars this year should be reason enough.
0: Serial killer Chris Pine doing his very best, Anthony Hopkins impression.
1: Doing an incredible Hannibal Lecter. Oh my god, I'm so excited and for that. I
0: I, <laughs> I have my Chris Pine feelings already, Ben, and they're gonna get really complicated all of a sudden.
1: The thing about guest stars on T V is we you've been you've been fucked with before. Like you've seen people pop up and they're there and they wave and they walk off and it's like, okay, great.
0: Andrew Tribeca has literally done this.
1: Yeah, but not in that vein. Right. They've, they've used that as a joke. Right. Like, they use, they use these people so well. They know who they have. They know who they're getting. The actors are so excited and so committed to these parts. It's just, it's great. I mean, Natalie Portman is a constant professional. But Natalie Portman... In season three of Anti-Tribeca is incredible. Like Andrew,
0: her a, Natalie Portman, a
1: pregnant Natalie Portman playing a NASA scientist who's still trapped in the '60s and can't, like, she's talking about being in service to men. And there's oh
0: my freaking! There's a god. couple of jokes
1: that I really want to spoil because they're so good. They're oh such good jokes. Oh my god, but that's won't incredible. Do that. Um, she's she's great. Give her an Emmy. Like, give everybody an Emmy. Like Pine and Portman and everybody else. I mean, throw everyone that. gets Emmys. Uh. Our favorite, uh, um, Jesus Christ.
0: We have so many favorites. Please. I know.
1: I'm trying to, I, I had like three names pop into my head at the same time. Um, Rashida and, Jones? And then I lost it. No, well, I mean, yeah, obviously Rashida Jones is great. Um, hold on. I'm um, going to let gotta,
0: Ben look this up. I got to. This is important, apparently.
1: I have it in my notes. This is going to be a total undersell. OK, there. these were the three names that came into my head. Michelle Dockery, love her. She plays a robot.
0: <laughs> sure, that's
1: all you need to know. Uh, Heather Graham comes back, okay, and then uh, Michaela Watkins plays the DA. She has the best half-second appearance. Like she's in it longer, but there's one scene where she pops in for a half second and it's over. Uh, she has the best one of those since John Hamm showed up in season two. Wow, it's it's great. So I. I'm going to try to put this into better form on the site, but anyway, I'll go with Angie Tribeca this week, and then Liz, please save us and talk about something else.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, as you listen to this, I can say that I really enjoyed the penultimate episode of Girls. Um, and it is a crazy episode of television. It does it sets things up for the finale in a way that I think is a really interesting choice, and uh, there is. One scene that kind of encapsulates everything um, about the show that has driven people crazy, that has made it drive people crazy for years. Um, and I think, I think it's, it's, it's as fun as a meta commentary. As someone who's never been super emotionally invested in girls, um, I've been really enjoying kind of following it this season as it kind of wraps up what it's trying to say. And there's some, there are some smart people on the show, and they have some really uh, interesting points to make. So that's why, that's the vague spoiler version of what I can say about it, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the discussion following it. Sounds good. Yeah. Always a, discussion. Yeah, I mean it's a girl. It, it's it's girls. There's always going to be talk. Yep. Um. So Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh,
1: I'm looking forward to the Homeland finale, which at this point in time will have already aired. Yeah. Uh, but this is the episode they don't send in advance to critics, so I haven't seen it. Um, I it yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it because... Homeland is interesting to me, especially from a production standpoint. But it still has the ability to get really, really good on just a very visceral level. It's a good thriller when it really cranks the knobs the right direction. And what's been kind of beautiful about season six is they've taken a very strong political stance. Um, usually Homeland reads neutral. Both parties see whatever they want to see in it. And I'd agree that it still can. And I've, I, I luckily got to talk to some of them um, at one of their events recently. But And they all echoed this thought that like they've had people approach them from the right and the left and say, we see this and this and how it supports us in this way. Um, but it's undeniable that their positioning this year has been... Has been. I I'm gonna just say anti-government, or maybe not anti, but suspicious of the government. They are they are taking a stance in which the the problems that we have as a country, the the threats that we face as a country, are within our borders. They are not outside of our borders, and that has been an adamant stance. Um, obviously, this is very timely, um, which which helps you know kind of keep people engaged and, and get people back into homeland if you distance yourself. But it's also just a very, very well-told story. You know they're very well-informed. They have they talk to CIA people. They talk to informants. They talk to intelligence officers. They do everything before each season starts, and they identify whatever problems they can, and that's how they remain topical season to season. Uh, in the future seasons, I'm told they're going to get a little bit more serialized. Instead of doing kind of one-off seasons or
0: mm-hmm.
1: arcs within a season, they're going to stretch this thing out again. But um Season six has been great, so I'm very excited to see what they do with the finale, which has never been. It's not always the kind of, oh my God, gaps. There was a huge twist, kind of Homeland thing that you expect. It's not always like that, so yeah. I. It could go either way. It could be a very um, somber episode. Could be very intense. Could be shocker. Could change everything, as the ads promise. We'll find out, but I'm excited. Interesting. Liz, what are you most excited to see next
0: week? Embargo. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's an easy one to pick, uh, and I have two episodes waiting for me now, and uh, I guess I can say, I think the official embargo list, but basically I was on the set uh, for this show, and I saw some things, and I talked to some people, and there's a lot to discuss with this season. Ben's already reviewed the first episode. Uh, But it's going to be really fun to keep up with this one to kind of see how Noah Hawley's weird little world continues to grow and evolve. Um, They're definitely committing to doing some new things this season. They don't like to do the same thing all at once. And uh, there's some crazy characters with some even better character names to enjoy. So (laughs) looking forward to really sinking into that world uh, eventually. Excellent pick. Yeah, thank you. Um, And you'll read all about that and more on IndieWire.com, where you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like.
1: And if you want to hear about other things that you can watch, you know, when we've got such ample free time, uh, listen to our other array of podcasts, including Stream Talk with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson, um, Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast with our own Chris O'Fault, and then, of course, the Turn It On Podcast with Michael Schneider, where he will tell you about every single TV show you need to know
0: about each week we can tease in fact that i believe he's his next podcast will feature uh, chelsea handler sure because that's why we have to pack up the microphones right now and give them to him had no idea yeah oh, cool yeah it'll be fun uh so in the meantime you can find ben on twitter at ben t travers
1: you can find Ben on twitter at ben teacher wait was that right that's, that's me yeah i got it you, that...
0: you did it you did it very right
1: okay good <laughs> wait did we say, did you say yours though
0: No, because that's not what we we do at the—I'm Lislet.
1: That's with an I and an E.
0: Correct. Okay. We'll be back next week. And then in the meantime, you guys, keep watching television.